0: Welcome to Mana for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional, which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. All right, good morning, everyone. Woke up to another phenomenal morning here, temperature-wise, couldn't get any better. I'm checking checking the temperature now because I know it's quite low for us. Anyway, 77 actually is a tiny bit, uh, like a degree or two uh, higher than yesterday. How interesting. But it sure feels nice. And what I was really looking for was the humidity because that's usually the indication of why it's feeling so cool now. The humidity is 72%. Because we're usually up in the upper 80s or so. So, cool. That's (laughs) very cool. All right. Let's look and see what we have today for the dad jokes. I accidentally took my cat's meds last night. (laughs) Don't ask me meow. How? Meow. Okay. Okay. We are going to jump into Jeremiah 20. Remember, Jeremiah is prophesying against Judah. Everything that's been going on there and their disobedience to the Lord. It's a pretty powerful book. It's a very powerful book. And it's used extensively in the New Testament to help bring people into greater clarity of their own uh, walk. But also their um, the prophetic, The all of the things, the prophecies are in this book are quite astounding. Okay, Father, we thank you for this morning, and we do ask as we come into your presence, once again, for your guidance, by your Spirit, for our benefit, for our edification, our correction, and our training in righteousness, in Jesus' name, amen. Jeremiah 20, Pashur, persecuting Jeremiah, when Pashur, the priest, the son of Imir, who was chief officer in the house of the Lord, heard Jeremiah prophesying these things. Pashur had Jeremiah, the prophet, beaten and put him in stocks that were at the upper Benjamin gate, which was by the house of the Lord. On the next day, when Pashur released Jeremiah from the stocks, Jeremiah said to him, Pashur is not the name the Lord has called you, but rather Magor Mishabib. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I am going to make you a terror to yourself, And to all your friends, and while your eyes look on, they will fall by the sword of their enemies. So I will give over all Judah to the hand of the king of Babylon, and I will carry them away as exiles to Babylon, and will slay them with the sword. I will also give over all the wealth of this city, and its produce, and all its costly things, even all the treasures of the kings of Judah. I will give over to the hand of their enemies, and they will plunder them, take them away, and bring them to Babylon." And you, Pasher, and all who live in your house will go into captivity, and you will enter Babylon. And there you will die, and there you will be buried, you and all your friends to whom you have falsely prophesied. Verse 7, Jeremiah's complaint. O Lord, you have deceived me, and I was deceived. You have overcome me and prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all day long. Everyone mocks me. For each time I speak, I cry aloud, I proclaim violence and destruction, because for me, the word of the Lord has resulted in reproach and derision all day long. But if I say I will not remember him or speak any more in his name, then in my heart it becomes like a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary of holding it in. I cannot endure it, for I have heard the whispering of many, terror on every side, Denounce him. Yes, let us denounce him. All trusted friends watching for my fall say, Perhaps he will be deceived so that we may prevail against him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a dread companion. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will be utterly ashamed because they have failed with an everlasting disgrace that will not be forgotten. Yet, O Lord of hosts, you who test the righteous... Who seek the mind and the heart, let me see your vengeance on them. For to you I have set forth my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has delivered the soul of the needy from the hand of evildoers. Cursed be the day when I was born. Let the day not be blessed when my mother bore me. Cursed be the man who brought the news to my father, saying, A baby boy has been born to you, and made him very happy. But let that man be like the cities which the Lord threw out without relenting. Let him hear an outcry in the morning. And a shout of alarm at noon, because he did not kill me before birth, so that my mother would have been my grave and her womb ever pregnant. Why did I ever come forth from the womb to look on trouble and sorrow, so that my days have been spent in shame? Jeremiah 35 now jumping over. Rechabites. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jehoakim, the son of Joash, king of Judah, saying, Go to the house of the Rechabites, and speak to them, and bring them into the house of the Lord, into one of the chambers, and give them wine to drink. Then I took Jezaniah, the son of Jeremiah, son of Habaziniah and his brothers, and all his sons, and the whole house of the Rechabites. And I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the chamber of the sons of Hanan, the son of Igdaliah, the man of God, which was near the chamber of the officials, which was above the chamber of Manasseh, the son of Shulam, the doorkeeper. Then I set before the men of the house of the Rechabites pitchers full of wine and cups, and I said to them, Drink wine! But they said we will not drink wine for jonadab the son of rechab our father commanded us saying you shall not drink wine you or your sons forever you shall not build a house and you shall not sow seed and you shall not plant a vineyard or own one but in tents you shall dwell all your days that you may live many days in the land where you sojourn we have obeyed the voice of jonadab the son of rechab our father in all that he commanded us Not to drink wine all our days, we, our wives, or our sons, or our daughters. Nor to build ourselves houses to dwell in, and we do not have vineyards, or field, or seed. We have only dwelt in tents, and have obeyed, and have done according to all that Jonadab our father commanded us. But when Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon came up against the land, we said, Come, let us go to Jerusalem before the army of the Chaldeans, and before the army of the Arameans. So we have dwelt in Jerusalem." Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Go and say to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Will you not receive instruction by listening to my words, declares the Lord? The words of Jonadab the son of Rachab, which he commanded his sons not to drink wine, are observed. So they do not drink wine to this day, for they have obeyed their father's command. But I have spoken to you again and again, yet you have not listened to me also I have sent to you all my servants the prophets sending them again and again saying turn now every man from his evil way and amend your deeds and do not go after other gods to worship them then you will dwell in the land which I have given to you and to your forefathers but you have not inclined your ear or listened to me Verse 16, Indeed, the sons of Jonadab, the sons of Rechab, have observed the command of their father which he commanded them. But this people has not listened to me. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing on Judah and on all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the disaster that I have pronounced against them because I spoke to them, but they did not listen. I have called them, but they have not answered. Then Jeremiah said to the house of the Rechabites, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, because you have obeyed the command of Jonadab, your father, kept all his commandments, and done according to all that he commanded you. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Jonadab, the son of Rechab, shall not lack a man to stand before me always. Chapter 36. In the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah. This word came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, take a scroll and write on it all the words which I have spoken to you concerning Israel and concerning Judah and concerning all the nations from the first day I spoke to you from the days of Josiah even to this day. Perhaps the house of Judah will hear all the calamity which I plan to bring on them in order that every man will turn from his evil way. Then I will forgive their iniquity and their sin then Jeremiah called Baruch the son of Neriah. And Baruch wrote on a scroll at the dictation of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord which he had spoken to him. Jeremiah commanded Baruch, saying, I am restricted. I cannot go into the house of the Lord. So you go and read from the scroll which you have written at my dictation the words of the Lord to the people in the Lord's house on a fast day. And also you shall read them all the people of Judah who come. From the cities perhaps their supplication will come before the lord and everyone will turn from his evil way for great is the anger and the wrath that the lord has pronounced against this people baruch the son of Neriah did according to all that jeremiah the prophet commanded him reading from the book the words of the lord in the lord's house now in the fifth year of jehoiakim the son of josiah king of judah in the ninth month all the people of jerusalem and all the people who came from the cities of judah to jerusalem proclaimed a fast before the Lord. Then Baruch read from the book the words of Jeremiah in the house of the Lord in the chamber of Gemariah, the son of Shaphan, the scribe in the upper court at the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house to all the people. Now when Micaiah, the son of Gemariah, the son of Shaphan, had heard all the words of the Lord from the book, he went down to the king's house into the scribe's chamber. And behold, all the officials were sitting there and Elishamah, the scribe, and Deliah, the son of Shemaiah, and Elnathan, the son of Akbor, and Gemariah, the son of Shaphan, and Zedekiah, the son of Hananiah, and all the other officials. Micaiah declared to them all the words that he had heard when Baruch read from the book to the people. Verse 14, then all the officials sent Jehudi, the son of Nathaniah, the son of Shelemiah the son of Cushi, to Baruch, saying, Take in your hand the scroll from which you have read to the people and come. So Baruch, the son of Neriah, took the scroll in his hand and went to them. And they said to him, Sit down, please, and read it to us. So Baruch read it to them. When they had heard all the words, they turned in fear one to another and said to Baruch, We will surely report all these words to the king. And they asked Baruch, saying, Tell us, please, how did you write all these words? Was it at his dictation? And Baruch said to them, He dictated all these words to me, and I wrote them in ink on the book. Then the officials said to Baruch, Go, hide yourself, you and Jeremiah, and do not let anyone know where you are. Verse 20, So they went to the king in the court, but they had deposited the scroll in the chamber of Elishama the scribe, and they reported all the words to the king. Then the king sent Jehudai, To get the scroll and he took it out of the chamber of Elishama the scribe and jehudi read it to the king as well as to all the officials who stood beside the king now the king was sitting in the winter house in the ninth month with a fire burning in the brazier before him when jehudi read three or four columns the king cut it out with the scribe's knife and threw it into the fire that was in the brazier until all the scroll was consumed in the fire that was in the brazier Verse 24, yet the king and all his servants who heard all these words were not afraid, nor did they rend their garments. Even though Elnathan and Deliah and Gamaria pleaded with the king not to burn the scroll, he would not listen to them. And the king commanded Jerumiel, the king's son, Sariah, the son of Aziel, Shalamiah, the son of Abdiel, to seize Baruch, the scribe, and Jeremiah, the prophet, But the Lord hid them. Verse 27, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah after the king had burned the scroll and the words which Baruch had written at the dictation of Jeremiah, saying, take again another scroll and write on it all the former words that were in the first scroll, which Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, burned. And concerning Jehoiakim, king of Judah, you shall say, thus says the Lord, you have burned this scroll, saying, why have you written on it that the king of Babylon will certainly come? and destroy this land, and will make man and beast to cease from it. Therefore thus says the Lord concerning Jehoiakim, king of Judah, You shall have no one to sit on the throne of David, and his dead body shall be cast out of the heat of the day and the frost of the night. I will also punish him and his descendants and his servants for their iniquity, and I will bring on them and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the men of Judah all the calamity that I have declared to them but they did not listen. Then Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to Baruch, the son of Neriah the scribe, and he wrote on it at the dictation of Jeremiah all the words of the book, which Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire. And many similar words were added to them. I find this fascinating and amazing, the permanence of the word of God in, in, in the sense that men cannot cannot destroy and ultimately cannot ignore God's word. Here is Jeremiah. He's got a he's got a ministry that spans uh, by this time of twenty-three years from Josiah now to Jehoiakim. He's been prophesying little by little, here a little, there a little, kind of telling the people what's coming. But he hadn't written it down by this point. So God says now, twenty-three years later, take everything that I've told you and write it down. It's what we're reading now, the book of Jeremiah. He does so and imagine Baruch going in before these men and reading this entire book before them. I mean, we're just up to chapter 35. It's it's a lot. And, and imagine hearing those chapters in context. I mean, the days you're living in, but also sequentially. Boom, 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 boom. Because you will not repent, I am going to destroy. It. Now, I've already had Babylon come on one deportation. That's why the Jacobites went to Jerusalem. They were nomads, Bedouins, you know, they, they lived in tents and they traveled around with their sheeps and herds and stuff. And when they first get attacked, they're like, mm, we're kind of exposed here out in the open field. They go to Jerusalem for protection. They're living in Jerusalem for protection because why? It would seem they're worried about the Babylonians coming back, which they do. So it was not a stretch for Jeremiah to say that the Babylonians were going to come back and completely destroy them. But this king doesn't want to hear any of that. He's too prideful. He will not listen. Even though, this is amazing, Josiah made all these reforms and tried to get the people to wake up and come back and obey the Lord. And so he had the example of his father to get right with God and realize that only by worshiping the right way will we avoid all of this destruction. And not only that, he's got all of the other prophets, all of the other readings of, of and, and prophecies of the prophets about the sure destruction of Jerusalem if they would not follow wholeheartedly God. But no, he's too involved with his power and, and his own idolatry. And so Jeremiah has to face a lot of persecution in order to get this message across. And maybe that is the scary part of being a believer in, in these days, that you're doing exactly the right thing, obeying God, and you can find yourself being thrown in prison. And uh, he endures it. And yet when he comes out, he tells his captor, the one who threw him in prison, God's going to judge you for what you did. And so it's not an easy life being a follower of Yahweh. Not always a guarantee everything's going to go fine, but at least in the short term, in the long term it is. In the long term it is. So here we see this, um, this whole book of Jeremiah is burned. And I'm, I'm amazed that Jeremiah doesn't put up a, another lament, why, oh God, do you hate me? and making me write all this all over again, uh, he just said, okay, God says, you got to write it again. So he sits down in Baruch and says, okay, chapter one. No, of course, they didn't have chapters, but I don't know how they did it. He just closed his eyes and just, and it all was right there. It was like imprinted in his mind, in his heart, everything God had said. And then God even adds to it a little bit, um, probably making it worse because of that rebellion. And And here's the thing, you cannot shut out God's word. You can't burn it. Burning it, ignoring it, does not make it untrue or make it go away, and that's what people think. If I just don't open my Bible, if I don't read it, or I don't go to church, then maybe I guess maybe it won't, have, won't apply to me, it won't affect me. There's, it's just a, a ridiculous kind of mentality that people have. Word of God is permanent. It's it lasts. It will be there after the universe is destroyed. The word of God is eternal cannot, once he pronounces it, once he says it, even if it's written down and burned, it's still permanent. It, it will always be there. Colossians 4 now, finishing the book of Colossians. Masters, grant to you your slaves justice and fairness, knowing that you have a master in heaven. Devote yourselves to prayer. Keep an alert in it with all attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well, that God will open up for us a door for the word, that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ, for which we have also been imprisoned, that we may make it clear in the way I ought to speak. Conduct yourselves with wisdom towards outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. As to all my affairs, Tychicus, our beloved brother and faithful servant and fellow bondservant in the Lord, will bring you information, for I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know about our circumstances, and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of your number, they will inform you about the whole situation here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, sends you his greeting. And also Barnabas's cousin, Mark, about whom you received instruction. If he comes to you, welcome him. And also Jesus, who is called Justice. These are the only fellow workers for the kingdom of God who are from the circumcision. And they have proved to be an encouragement to me. Epaphras, who is one of our number, a bond slave of Jesus Christ, sends you his greetings, always laboring earnestly for you in his prayers that you may stand perfect and fully assured in all the will of God. For I testify for him that he has a deep concern for you and for those who are in Laodicea and Heropolis. Luke, the beloved physician, sends you his greeting, and also Demas, greet the brethren who are in Laodicea and also Nympha and the church that is in her house. When this letter is read among you, have it also read in the church of Laodiceans and you for your part, read my letter at the coming from Laodicea. Say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord that you may fulfill it. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my imprisonment. Grace be with you. What a beautiful letter. That, that he writes to this church and all through this end of the book you see that these people truly loved each other sending all their greetings they're a very small group at this point churches are meeting in homes and and people young in the lord are giving these ministries paul said to, you know tell this man don't you know take care of his ministry. probably the pastor uh, and and be faithful to it because of the opposition I mean, imagine how fearful, scary it was. Oh, you want to have a church in your home? Sure, you might be thrown in prison. The Jews might come and kill you. Serious stuff. But that's why these people were so close. They counted the cost. They counted it worthy to follow them, the Jews especially. I mean, because their persecution from the other Jews was severe. Pretty amazing. All right, Charles Spurgeon, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew six thirty three. See how the Bible opens. In the beginning, God lets your life open in the same way. Seek with your whole soul, first and foremost, the kingdom of God as the place of your citizenship and his righteousness as the character of your life. As for the rest, it will come from the Lord himself without you being anxious concerning it. All that is needful for this life and godliness shall be added unto you. What a promise this is. Food, raiment, home, and so forth. God undertakes to add to you while you seek him. You mind your business, and he will mind yours. If you want paper and string, you get them given in when you buy more important goods. And just so all that we need of earthly things, we shall have thrown in with the kingdom. He who is an heir of salvation shall not die of starvation and he who clothes his soul with the righteousness of God cannot be left of the Lord with a naked body. Away with carking care. Set your mind upon seeking the Lord. Covetousness is poverty. Anxiety is misery. Trust in God is an estate, and likeness to God is a heavenly inheritance. Lord, I seek thee. Be found of me. I I love that. that, that sense that we are not We are not going to be forsaken, and if we seek him first, then we get the string thrown in. We get the things we need. He is faithful to take care of his sheep. Beautiful. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning and for your blessing in our lives, and we do ask God that you continually, by your Spirit, help us in our weakness to seek first your kingdom and not, Father, they fall into the trap of seeking the things of the world and the comforts of this world before we are actually seeking you. Thank you for those that have been faithful to that and are, are continuing in their ministry and the way you are building people up and using them in so many different ways. Beautiful to see how the body of Christ works as one unit and the love that is within the brethren god i thank you for the love that is amongst us here online as we are from many different places in different countries and yet there is an, a fellowship and there is a bond of unity it's wonderful when we can come see each other here in via or just meet online so thank you father for what you are doing continuing to do special blessing on the plans in israel to end this war cry out to you god as we see the enemies amassing God, all around Israel, as has happened so many times, and you have stepped in and done amazing miracles. We pray for another one this morning. Thank you, God, for the healing touch that you are giving people now in their lives that um, that have been crying out for you that need very specific things. Uh, right now, Dean is sick. Um, Dean and Kim, he, apparently he needs oxygen for cold he's got or something going on. So we want to pray for your touch on him. As he needs to be strong, and needs to be working for his family, God. So they're just getting hit of one thing after another. So do pray, God, that you would uh, supernaturally heal him today and continue to bring his daughters, God, back in the, uh, into full healing. Thank you for what you've done in Emily. And, and thank you for even Kim. as She's hanging in there and, and, um, and ministering to her kids. So God, continue to, to give them what they need, the antibiotics, whatever they need to get over the, this this infection. It's going on. Pray that that it just be as dealt with today. So, God, we place all of this in your hand and give you praise for the work that you are doing and will continue to do throughout today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thank you, guys. Do continue to pray for the Castor lines that have um, many challenges. Dean and Kim, the two girls, their son uh, just need an extra Extra measure of God's grace to get over this this uh, constant uh, kind of physical um, illness attack, financial everything. we got to be pray that he gets another job too. So thank you guys. We will catch up tomorrow, and we'll see you then. Bye bye. <laughs>